0: In your neighborhood, those guys next door to your right and to your left and those in front of you across the street in the surrounding neighborhood in your actual city, those people are the people that need to hear about Jesus Christ through your lives. That's what Jesus said.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's teaching continues our series centered on the power of God's saving love. As Raul meditates on the compassion that continually propelled Christ in ministry, you'll get a challenge to follow your Savior and seeking out opportunities to bless the lost and hurting. Raul will give us understanding today on how to put hands and feet to our faith. Let's listen as Roll Reese begins today's lesson titled, Moving with Compassion.
0: When the hippie movement came, there was a lot of criticism going on in the church, especially Pastor Chuck Smith and Kay Smith. If you don't know their history, uh, the way they started the Jesus People movement, they uh, started going down to Huntington Beach to the pier. And they saw all these hippies, they were taking drugs and alcohol and they were pretty messed up and... Kay and Chuck would sit there at the pier, and they would weep, and they would pray for these kids. And then they had two daughters, and they had two sons. And Chuck and Kay, and especially Kay, she started praying, you know, and asking the Lord what God wanted to do, and Pastor Chuck started praying. And then all of a sudden, the Lord brought a hippie, the first hippie, to their house. And that hippie that came to their house became the person that God used along with Calvary and Chuck Smith and Kay to begin the movement of Calvary Chapel. And it was amazing how God moved in those days. I believe personally, as I see what's going on in the world today, that we're living in the last days. And that a lot of churches are becoming churchy, and they're missing the point on who God really is, and what God really wants to do. Because in the book of Jude, Jude says that we need to go, before they get to the fire, we need to reach down and pluck them out of the fire. You see, the true work of evangelism is not for the pastor, is the Bible says what, the sheep beget the sheep. You are the evangelist. And one of the things that I read that really blew me away in my leadership this week and as I was in Vegas, is that as we've been going through the songs, we've seen David's heart, we've seen Asaph's heart, we've seen Hezekiah's heart. And then I turn to the book of Matthew chapter 9, where Jesus is on his way as he's choosing his disciples in chapter 10, and he's going to be sending them out to minister. But before he does that, he comes to a city... The city is there before him, and there's all these people that are standing there. And all of a sudden, Jesus begins to see these people. And the Bible says he begins to move with compassion. Let me read you the story. In Matthew chapter 9, right about verse, I think it's 34. He says, But the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the ruler of demons. And then Jesus went about all of the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, notice that Jesus was not going from church to church, or synagogue to synagogue. Jesus was a man of the people. He was going out to the cities and to the villages. At this particular time, he's around the Galilee area. He's on his way to the Galilee area. And he's thinking of all the people that not only have been following and listening to him, But the movement within his heart as he's teaching and preaching and healing, that's the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ. And it's really amazing how Jesus chooses people and he makes them vessels to be used as God pours himself into their lives so they can pour themselves out to other people's lives. That's you. That's me. And I think that's real important. Because what it says here in chapter 9, that Jesus were about all the cities and villages, this is what God has called every single one of us, wherever you live, san Nimas, Laverne, Baldwin Park, or La Puente, wherever it is. In your neighborhood, those guys next door to, to your right and to your left, and those in front of you, Across the street, in the surrounding neighborhood, in your actual city, when you go to the supermarket, when you go to the doctors, when you go to play, whatever you do, those people are the people that need to hear about Jesus Christ through your lives. That's what Jesus said. And there's only one way that could ever happen because teaching is for who? For the believer. You, that are have been what? Saved. You need teaching to grow. Preaching is for the non-believer. Where the message of repentance is given to them. How to be saved. How to repent. How to accept Christ through faith in Jesus Christ. And then when you become born again of the Holy Spirit, what God will do in your life as you begin to feed upon Him. And then one of the great things that happened in the hippie movement that is lost today and that we saw in past times, it's the healing. Where I remember that every Thursday night at Calvary Chapel, after Chuck's teaching through the in-depth studies of the books of the Bible, they would have a time in one of the rooms in the fellowship hall where we would go back there and the elders of the church would be sitting there in chairs and people would be prayed for for healing, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and for whatever other need there may be in their lives. And I remember people getting baptized in tongues. Everything decently and in order in that afterglow service. We don't have that today. Something's wrong. How can the people of God live without the power of God? We can't. It's not just going to an afterglow service, but you personally, in your home, with your little disciples, as a husband, as a wife, you can have your own afterglow services in your own home. Wait upon God's Holy Spirit to baptize your home, and to baptize every one of your little disciples. Because it's really important for us to understand that God has a purpose for our lives. Think of all the people that attend this church and attend other churches. When it comes to the real teaching of the Word of God and real commitment to Jesus Christ, how many people really can you find in the Bible that are fully committed to the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus said, it's not the many, it's the few. It's the few. And that's why Jesus was teaching, preaching, and healing. As he went about the city and the towns. They knew him for who he was. And the next thing that happens, it blows me away. Because as he's walking through the cities and the villages. And he's watching people all over the place. He's not with the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees which are the guys that have their noses up and he's not hanging out with the rich but he hangs out with the common people the common people of the land and when he sees the women and when he sees the men young and old and he sees all the little children After his teaching, preaching, and now healing. Check this out what it says in the scripture. He goes on, he says. After every disease among the people. He says, but when he saw the multitudes of people, he was moved with compassion for them. Compassion. It's a very incredible word you get moved when you go to the gym when you go down when I go down to the beach to surf when you go down to the highways and the byways when you go to the grocery store and you see people pushing those shopping carts and they're kind of depressed and angry and bummed out how do you perceive those people do you get out of their way or do you try to be in their way to share with them because they're people in need We need to be compassionate. We need to care for people. Why? Because if we don't have compassion, they're on their way to hell. They're going to die. And here we're carrying this light 24-7, 365 days in a year. And they're walking in darkness, and they need the light that you have. And they'll never come to the light unless you start praying for them and moving with compassion for them in allowing and praying for the Holy Spirit to use your life to minister to them. That's what the Bible teaches.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese. We'd like to remind you that we're here to help strengthen you with the truth of God's Word. Call us at 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. And be sure to join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for practical Bible-based guidance. Now let's return to more of today's lesson.
0: When he saw the multitudes of people, he moved with great compassion for them. Compassion. It's a word of love. Do you really love the world? People in the world. Because they're perishing. They're on their way to hell. And you know what? It's not strangers. It's your own families. It's your own families that are going to hell. And yet you got the light. And you are salt. And we need to be evangelists. And we need to be pastor teachers in teaching our children and our grandchildren the word of God. And when our children are sick, instead of calling the pastor or the elders, take James chapter 5, get some olive oil, lay it on top of their foreheads, and lay hands on them, mom and dad, grandpa or grandma, and believe God to touch that child and heal them by faith. We've moved away from that. And that's biblical, that's New Testament theology. To pray for the sick. Coming by faith to God and asking. I can just see Jesus as he turns the corner, he sees his villages and then he sees the city and he sees the multitudes, the people, and all of a sudden, not just looking out, but as he's looking out, all of a sudden, something in here moves them with great love and compassion for those people. You know Why? He tells you right there. Check this out. He says, And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Why? Because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Wow. No shepherd. What does a shepherd do? He takes care of the sheep. What does a parent do? He takes care of his children. Jesus was the great shepherd. And it's really important that we understand. That God desires that we would stand in the gap. Not only beholding the Lord. But in his presence. Being baptized by the Holy Spirit. With great compassion. For the multitudes that are there. And the reason is because they Perishing. They're sheep without a shepherd. Sheep are not smart. They're dumb. Seriously. Go to Israel. In Israel, I learned so many lessons about sheep. I I didn't know nothing about sheep until I went to Israel for the last 30 some times. And I saw two Arab kids taking care of two flocks. And what's amazing is that there was two roads. There was one road and the roads divided. And the shepherds, as they were walking in front, the sheep would follow like a dog behind them in Israel. And when they came to the breaking of the road, one to go to the left, one to go to the right, you know what they did? They didn't even say anything. They did a whistle, a different whistle, each one. And those sheep heard the whistle, and they went to the left, and they went to the right, following the shepherd. What did Jesus say? My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. We are the sheep of his pasture. Do your children know your voice as a godly person? As the shepherd of your house fathers. But let me say this. Do you know the shepherd's voice in your life? Do you know what he says to you? Are you listening to him? Because if you are listening to him, then you're going to be like Christ and you're going to be moving with compassion when you see not only your children, but when you go to work, when you go to the gym, when you go out to the highways and the byways, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the mall, you can't help it saying, man, these people are on their way to hell. They need Jesus. The church is dying to evangelism. Church doesn't care anymore. They're too busy with their own lives. And yet it's a whole seat of people that are perishing and are going out into eternity without Christ. And unless we get this passion and compassion in our hearts like Christ, we will never see anyone saved. I wouldn't want to embarrass any one of you here, but think about this. How long have you been in the Lord? And as long as you've been in the Lord, how many people have you led to the Lord? Shame on you. Because we should bring people to Christ every day. They're out there. They're out there. You just got to make yourself available to God. And be sensitive and have discernment that when a person is in need and you move with compassion and God opens that door, you'll be able to share with them and they'll be able to listen, not to you, but to listen to the Holy Spirit working in you and through your life to reach that soul for Jesus Christ. That's why this chapter for me was just incredible to read it. And to know that Christ is the true shepherd, like he says here, again, listen to what he says. He says he was moved with compassion for them because they were worried. Then notice they were tired. They were scattered like sheep have been no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, now he comes to who? To his own, like I'm coming to you. We are God's disciples. We are Christ's disciples. What does he say to them? Check this out. He says the harvest truly is what? Plentiful, underline that. The harvest will never die. You know who dies? The laborers. You and me. We get cold. We get lazy. We get complacent. And we forget how to share with other people. And yet, somebody share with us. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And then what to me blew me away as he moved through here, as he said there, the harvest, notice, is truly plentiful. But check this out, here's the problem. But the labors are what are few. Not many. Go back to chapter 7, where he says, how many people are going to be saved? Few, not many. And so is in the church. The labors are few, not many people have become lazy. They don't want to teach. They don't want to preach. They don't want to share their faith. They just want to get fat in themselves in the word of God. And yet we are commanded, check this out, because this is what he says. It's not me speaking the red letters, that's Jesus. Jesus. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, now, therefore is what? It says, now go back to everything I just said. Okay? Therefore, he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Wow. Pray. Pray. Don't preach. Pray. For God to change your hearts, to change this church's hearts, to change the churches outside their hearts for the lost. And that's why to me this passage was not only in for my heart, but for you tonight, that we are living in incredible days where we need to pray because the levers are few, and yet the work is Tremendous what he says here. Check this out. He says, For the labors are few, therefore pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. To send you out, to send me out, to send others out. To work To the harvest. Not to the church. To the harvest, to the world where the lost are. Where you work, where you shop, where you play, where you do business. That's where the lost are. And check this out, it will never work if you're not fully committed to Jesus Christ. If you left your first love, Jesus said you need to repent and return to your first love. Why? Because if Christ is not number one in your life. He says, if you love your wife, if you love your husband, if you love your children, if you love anybody more than me, you're not worthy of me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you.
1: Well, we hope today's teaching has been a challenge for you to be intentional about sharing the love of Jesus, whether that's a friendly conversation with a store clerk or a sacrificial gift to someone in need. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program again, a copy is available for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for the message titled, Moving With Compassion. Now, as you think about the ways you might be able to bless others, we'd like to tell you about a resource titled, Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter booklet from Raul that clearly illuminates the abundant life everyone can enjoy with the Lord Jesus. With biblical assurance of God's salvation, healing, provision, and protection, you can confidently share the gospel with those around you. Act now to order Rawls' booklet titled, Understanding God's Compassion. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Our number one priority is to help equip you with a firm grasp of the Bible's wisdom and truth. Let us know how we can better serve you. And be sure to take advantage of our many free Somebody Loves You resources. To keep God's Word at your fingertips, take a moment to download our free app to your iPhone or Android. This app features Bible-based teaching with insight into a wide range of topics and provides a link to our online resource store as well. You can also explore our Somebody Loves You Radio archives and download podcasts of any of these programs using iTunes or Spotify. Instagram and Facebook are also great platforms for connecting with us 24-7. Your partnership is vital to this ministry, and we'd like to thank you for all of your generous tax-deductible gifts. Well, it's a joy always to study the Word of God with you, and we'd love for you to join us next time as we quiet ourselves before the Lord and allow Him to speak to us through the pages of His Word. Now, here's Raul once again with a final word from today's message.
0: Pray for the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into His harvest. The only way that will ever happen is if God brings a revival to our church and to the churches of the world that truly, truly love Jesus Christ and love His Word. Otherwise, there is no harvest and there is no message. We need to be messengers of good tidings, good news. Bringing the love of Christ and the grace of Christ and the peace of God that passes all understanding to people that are in turmoil, drugs, alcohol, sex. I mean, people that are in bondage, people that are dying, people that are hurting, people with cancer, Children that are suffering, being verbally, physically, sexually abused in their homes. And the only thing that will set them free is Christ. Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So I would pray tonight and I would ask you to pray with me. That God will touch us. And that he'll do a work in our lives tonight.